Hey Toy Family, welcome to another edition of the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. And look at this, back-to-back weeks. We're back, it's baby! Not been, it's not even been a full week, technically. You're right. We recorded on Monday. Yeah, look at this, we got the itch. What is, what is happening to us? I even did prep notes, Gary. Who am I? I haven't looked. I'm back, baby. I, I like last week where we kind of just did it off of our heads. It kind of I know. It went good. Yeah, but that's because we had six months to sit around. Now what's going to happen when we only had four days? Right. George, was... it's funny that you mentioned six months to sit around because when we jumped off our last record, I remembered I wanted to ask Teresa about this chima group toy that we gave her a hard time about ordering because we didn't think it would stand remember like in every instagram photo she was saying she bought this thing and then we went and looked it up and yeah it, every photo is like standing up against a chair leg or it's lying on a blanket <laughs> and like they're doing that because this toy doesn't stand but we haven't recorded since Teresa actually got that toy so Teresa, drum roll please i completely forgot about all of that so it's funny okay i guess i have bought uh more than blind boxes this year god that feels like a lifetime ago um so yeah the kanakoro doll and it was based off of their uh like this kaiju crab that they had that was kind of more chibi chubby and they basically made a doll version of it that kind of looks like you know barbie like right with these skinny legs skinny arms all that good stuff but what's funny is i actually recorded it so it took forever to arrive because I ordered it. It was like end of February and then obviously March hit and Corona and all this stuff. And so my package got stuck in a post office for forever. It didn't come for, for months later, but when I got it, I was like, all right, I'm going to record this. I'm going to record me unboxing this and attempting to sign it for the first time so you all know I'm not lying and see what happens. And what happened? <laughs> it doesn't stand. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. No, so I had literally, a feeling. like, pull, pulling it out, or I'm unwrapping it. I'm like, all right, you all, like, position the legs. And I go to stand it on my table. And I'm like, here you all. Like, I was like, all right, Gary George, here you go. Here, you know, it's going to stand. And I go to place it. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to place it. And I won't stand. I won't stand. I won't stand. It falls. And literally at the end of the video, I go, ah. <laughs> I just cut it off. But, um, and afterwards, I actually messaged Don, Don Dadadub, and was like, you said that this thing was going to work and I cannot for the life of me figure it out. And he was like, take the legs and try spreading them apart more. <laughs> and I tried that. And I tell you all right now it's on a shelf and it's leaning up against the table. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, you all, you all were giving me so much shit. This poor toy, so much shit. But at the end of the day, you all were right. It's still a great looking toy. Just I was going to say, does it matter? Cause you still love it, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I do, I do like it, but it does. But I wanted it to freaking stand. So, but I will tell you the all the articulation on it is super fun because the along with the the arms and the legs and the head being articulated, the eyeballs you can move them around and give them different facial expressions, which is super fun. That's cool. Oh yeah, and well, the fact that you can make 
it is super fun too. So it, it can kind of sit on your shelf instead of staying if you want. What else did we miss? Was there anything else that we missed talking about last week that you thought about once we got off? You know, it's funny. I was thinking like we, I know we talked a lot about events cause that's been a biggie, right? The fact that pretty much everything that was supposed to happen this year has been kiboshed and there's been some virtual stuff, but for the most part, it's like everything I would typically look forward to or pay attention to has been, uh, you know, gone to the wind. But I was actually thinking, like, what if, like, what if we pretended like, oh, what if you miss the past five months of toys? What the heck would you look back on and reflect? Because we haven't been talking stuff for a while. And I know there was one thing that uh, popped up, Gary, that was a pretty crazy deal, which was that um, Pop Mart article. About them being a billion dollar company? Dude, billion dollars. That was crazy. Yeah, that was a Forbes article. They... I think this was a, maybe a two maybe a two month old article. But yeah, Forbes did an article about Pop Mart and how quickly the company's growing. And that company only started in ten years ago, two thousand ten. A, a group of college friends all decided to pool their money together and start this kind of kitschy retail shop in a Beijing mall. And since then they decided to focus on producing mini blind box figures. We've talked about them hundreds of times on this show over the past couple of years and how well they're doing it. But they're, you know, they do uh, Molly figures and Laboo-Boos and the Pucky Pool Baby series and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, apparently they did $240 million last year, or maybe it was 2018. And then they got evaluated because they want to go on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and they got like a over $2 billion evaluation for the company, which is insane. You know how many toys they have to sell to get that amount? And the owner, the, the guy who owns the majority of the company, he's his name's Wang Ning, and he's only 33 years old. So Pop Mart, they're crushing it. And um, yeah, we've been talking about them forever. I mean, I, I remember talking about them on the show for the first time and being just blown away then. And they have just continued to just, I mean, I, I've like... I just expect at this point, I'm like, all right, they're just going to keep whipping out product after product after product. And I don't know if you all saw, but they've also been expanding their like shops or kiosks or those, what the heck are those things called? Like toy vending machine things. Mm-hmm. But did you know they have some in Canada now? I didn't know about Canada. I knew they had a, they just opened a flagship store in like Seoul, Korea, I believe. I didn't yeah. know about Canada. That's crazy. That's getting close to yeah. home. It is. So they did. You're, you're right. They've got that new store in Korea. But if you, um, I'm trying to find the post on it. Uh, I'll have to see if I can dig it up and we can maybe put it in the notes. But and it may have been in their Instagram stories. Robo Shop. That's the name of the vending machine. But yeah, they opened, they added three Robo Shots to different locations in Canada now. And I was like, oh my God. And it says more Robo Shops in Canada and worldwide coming soon. Wow. I will poop my pants <laughs> if this becomes a thing in the U.S. I will lose it. I'm so excited. So I, I they're just, they blow me away. I I love Pop Mart. I obviously, it's my aesthetic, so kudos pop mark keep doing you they're getting a lot more into licensing too i've seen some really neat disney stuff they've been doing lately oh and they've always kind of done i think they've always kind of dabbled in the licensing but lately i've seen they're doing harry potter and disney and some other things yeah they 
I don't know if you're you all would be into it, but they just released a villain series, and they're these cute. Like it actually makes me like the villains. Like Corella Deville is flipping adorable in this series that they just posted about. Yeah, it's the one I was looking at. So yeah, Pop Mart continues to to just do their thing, which is great. Um, what else, George? What's your five month recap? Well, I don't know. Did you guys see? Do you guys follow Buff Monster at all? I do, but I don't did know where you're going with it. Did you see the uh, um, like the trading cards? You know how he does the Melty Misfit trading cards. Uh huh. He's teamed up with eBay for the next release. What? Yeah, it's like an official eBay. Um, he released just just like a couple weeks ago. Um, he started releasing. A new set, I guess in the last series, I think it was series three of the Melty Misfits, there was three golden tickets. So the golden ticket person got to like create a card basically with him or got to create a painting, a Melty Misfit painting. And he turned those three paintings, the three golden tickets into cards. And then he released them as a pack that was only sold through eBay. There was only like 300 packs and it, they were sold out within like under five minutes. Wow. Uh, it was a limit of four per person if you were if you were trying to order them through there. You can only get them on eBay under the Melty Misfit account on eBay. Um, and then at the same time, he released a bunch of stuff from his archive, like a bunch of old, like a full set of all the cards, things like that. The full set of all the cards for all the Melty Misfits so far, it was like the A and B of every card from every series, went for $16,000. Jeez. What? Because it just got bid up on eBay, you know, like people just were going crazy for it. Um, like I said, the 300 set exclusive sets sold out in under five minutes. I was on there, like luckily I remembered to do it. I set my alarm because I really wanted to pack of cards. And uh, I was lucky enough to get it. And when it came in, the packaging was actually branded with the eBay logo huh. in gold, gold foil. Oh, so it's like a legit partnership. It's a legit partnership. If you go to the eBay Yahoo uh, YouTube account, the like, you, I guess eBay has their own YouTube account, like everyone does. Uh, there's an actual video with Buff Monster, like in his studio, talking about eBay and how great it is, and how like he collected so much of his collection through eBay because of eBay, and like it's a legit thing. And so the he also like with each pack came a couple promo cards for the next series, and the next series is strictly being released through eBay. Wow, good for him. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, the eBay plays a pretty big role in our scene. I mean, it, granted, things have grown since then. Like, you can find people through Instagram or Facebook and buy, sell, trade groups. But I've found a lot of things through eBay. I'm especially trying to think if I ever bought anything for eBay. Get out of here. You've never bought on eBay? No, no, no. Of course I bought on eBay, but I'm trying to think if I ever bought a designer toy through eBay. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, we know you don't do tech, Gary, but I pray you know eBay. <laughs> of course I know eBay. Come on. <laughs> you really did see. I, uh, like, just popping in my head. Uh, so, okay, so I'll get in these modes right where I'm, like, in full-on hunt. It's been a while, but the Seedless Brother releases – there are all these colorways being coming out, but all of them were being released overseas and it was killing me. And so I got into mad hunt on eBay. Like I was 
saving searches so I get emails and notifications about certain keywords I mean I was all in it I'd wait for eBay promo codes to help me out and I mean I'm looking at my shelf here at least three of these guys up here were came from the luck of eBay eBay's great so that's cool I didn't know he did that Buff Monster I actually I've always I always love watching all the murals he does he feel I feel like he just whips them out constantly and they're always so good you know, I feel like I hardly ever see his posts on Instagram, but um, so I'm watching one now and he's painting a mural, but I'm assuming this is for like a 3D version because it's, it's offset quite a bit in red and blue. Oh yeah, he's got a uh, 3D, a 3D glasses uh, wood print coming up for oh, cool. release. Yeah, and I think you, you're going to actually get glasses, right, George, so that you can see just the blue or just the red? Yeah, I think it comes with a pair. That's cool. Are they doing cookie cutters of this? 3D print as well? Uh, that I have never seen. I don't know. I know what you're thinking of, Gary. Yeah, but it, it was like, um, it was Kay May's account. Didn't she have like a bunch of, almost looks exactly like this, like cookie cutters that look just like this 3D print? Yeah. Are those not mass produced? No, I don't think they're officially licensed. Uh, I okay. think she just did it. Like hand sculpting them herself? I don't know, but like, I don't know if she got approval from Buff Monster or just did it. I mean, if I just sat and said, oh, I, I found a picture of the whooper and I want to make a cookie cutter and I just did it, would that bug you? No, not if you did it yourself. If you started, if, if you started mass producing it and selling it, then yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah. I mean, I and don't think it was something she bought or worked with Buff Monster on. I think she just did it because she's a huge Buff Monster fan. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, I don't know. I feel like those lines can get blurred kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know if, like, when you think about fan art kind of stuff, it's not really fan art, I guess. It, it's more just took the buff monster characters and wanted cookies of them. I mean, she probably had someone 3D printed for her. I was going to say, how do you make a cookie cutter? If you go look at Kay's page, you can see they're like, is it a relief? Is that the right way to say it? It's like a circle, but then the buff monster, like ice cream, for example, like one of his iconic characters is like, it's like a stamp almost. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. Uh, That's pretty neat. I, I can't tell. I don't know. It looks like there's a lot in that box. There's at least six I can see. Hold, let's look at the hashtags. I know, I'm, check, I'm checking now too. I'm like, is, is this a you thing, Kay, or are you starting to creep into no no town, Missy? Oh, if you scroll, th- mm. if you scroll down further in her feed, she's got more than just buff monster. She's got some super plastic ones of Janky and Gugamon, and then also some. Oh God, I'm gonna sound like a noob. Murakami. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna butcher that, and all the people, all those people are gonna come at me. There's I'm no, really. I don't see it anywhere. It doesn't say what these are, though. They're cookie cutters, but see, this is what she's got. I can't tell. She says cookie cutters coming on the way, but I'm like, is this a a, a passion fun thing for you, or are you gonna? I guess Maybe we don't know. Working with Buffa. Hey, don't you know this girl? Maybe you can reach out. Yeah, I'm going to look. Since they, she has this uh, shop out there, and I'm looking to see if that she has them listed. No, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, if it's just like a 
hey, I really like this. I don't know. I, I will probably always side. Oh, she's got a buff monster janky. You guys see that? Yep. But that says just a. It's just um, a. Custom, it's just a one-off. Yeah, it's just a. I'm paying homage to a one-off. Okay. Again, yeah, I'm they, fine with that if it's a one-off. That's fine. I I think fan art is is fine. Like fan art's a thing, right? And it exists beyond our scene. So if you're a big enough fan that you wanna you know, draw or make something in a toy form or whatever piece, as long as it's a thing for you, right. To enjoy, you're not going to sit and start selling and profiting off of it. So I think as long as it's just stuff that she's passionate about and digging in and having fun with, but um, like if you were to start, unless you got approval, right. Unless you work with super plastic and Mark Harmony and buff monster to help make these cookie cutters and got approval to sell them. Then that, that to me is a no, no, but yeah, uh, I can't see her having permission from, I mean, Murakami, hell no. Super Plastic, maybe. Buff Monster, maybe. Yeah. Not Murakami. I don't know. Bending the rules a little bit, maybe. Because if you scroll deeper in her feed, she is showing others that, that she made and sold. The, of the um, Murakami Kanye figure. Which I'm trying to figure out what the heck that is. Murakami. While you're looking that up, I'll let people know that if they want to follow the Buff Monster stuff on eBay, you can look up the account Stay Melty, S-T-A-Y-M-E-L-T-Y. And real quick, uh, while you're mentioning Buff Monster, if uh, one other thing I saw through his feed is uh, it looks like he has a new sculpt in the works. That's like a um, Statue of Liberty, Mr. Melty ice cream, Statue of Liberty holding like a little ice cream cone with scoops on it. That looks really cute. Oh, so that's cool. Okay, so I've I found the deets. Okay, I'm feeling like I'm learning a little bit more and not being such a noob. So if you search Murakami Kanye Bear on Google, there is a a bear figure that is this mascot or character, I guess, that was created. I'm sure there are literally people yelling at us right now when they're listening and being like, how do you not know what the hell this is? Um, so it's like, it's kind of like if, um, I don't know, I guess I equate it to any kind of character out there, right? Let's say I really like I don't know, Toy Story and Woody and I decide to make a Woody Dunny or a Woody Janky. Yeah. So that, that to me is basically, so thinking about that interpretation and the fact that that thing is a constant thing of taking any kind of character out there and, and creating, you know, customs of it, people sell those all the time. So it's in line with that, in my opinion. Yeah, it just sounds like fan art commission. She's obviously a big fan yeah. of Kanye and Mirakami and just wanted to do some jankies and made it enough for some other collectors too, I guess. Yeah. But those cookie cutters, Kay, I'm, I'm coming to get deets. <laughs> what you doing, girl? What you doing? I just looked out my window and it is so smoky out there. It's almost like an orangish haze. George, is it bad for you too? Oh yeah, I mean it's been the last couple of days. I don't know if you saw my post yesterday about the the sunbeam in our house, but it was basically on, it would look like fire. Really? Like the sunbeam sun on the floor was orange. Yeah, trees of the whole west coast is on fire. I, I knew about the fires, but the fact that you are seeing it from Seattle is insane to me. Oh no, we got tons of wildfires here in Washington and Oregon. It's up the whole west coast. It's not just, I know California is probably getting the most coverage, but no, it's the whole West Coast is burning and it's, it's finally wafting its way to our neighborhood. And we're actually in the purple, which is considered uh, hazardous to breathe. 
So it's really cool. bad out there. Oh yeah, it smells like a campfire the second you open the door. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I mean, I knew that it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Are you oh, safely away, George? Uh, yeah, we're a couple towns over, but it's it's you know it's bad. Like where Kevin lives, like he's basically like right in it. He like I saw his car the other day. I went to meet him. I had to pick something up from him, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, whose car is that?" As he was in the parking lot, I was like, "That poor guy," and he's like, "That's my car." <laughs> oh man! I was like, "You're that close?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "I have to wear a mask just to go outside." He goes, "I switched to an N95 mask because it's so bad over there." Speaking of fires and wearing your mask, did you either one of you pick up the PPE edition of the dumpster fire toy? I did not, but talk about a toy that represents the year 2020. Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw the pre-order for it, but for some reason I got distracted and didn't buy it. And now I wish I had because I, I really want that one for the collection. That's a great version. I saw it and I could have gone for it, but I'm very happy with my OG vinyl version. Uh, it's just the, you know, the green smiling one without the mask. So I didn't. I didn't go for it, but I heard, I'm actually going to look it up. I heard that they're like up on um, eBay for a pretty penny right now. Was the eBay? Oh oh yeah. We got $90 PPE listings up in here, a bunch. So go get one for 90 bucks, Gary. (laughs) Hell no. That's the thing about eBay though, is a lot of people go on there and they just look at what people are trying to sell things for and they think that's what they're selling for. So is that actually selling for 90 bucks in the sold listings? Or well, why are people buying it? Because I heard that they're going to be doing a second release in a couple of weeks anyways. Yeah, I mean, there are some selling for around like 70, 80 bucks. But you're right. There's People are impatient. And a lot of times, especially with the, the OG dumpster, dumpster fire release, like there's plenty of vinyl out there to, to nab. And I do, I do think I heard that they're going to make more of the, the blue with the mask. But... Uh, that's definitely been a hot toy. Toy of the year, I would say. Oh yeah, that thing better win because like that's the only thing anyone even posts about. <laughs> I mean, it's literally there was a point where I was like, I'm just gonna post this, and like that's the only thing I need to post this year. Every it says it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it says it all. I don't even have to caption it. I can just be like, this is this is it. This is what's going on. So. Kudos to 100 Soft, because... And they did a purple one, too, actually. Uh, did you all see that one? The purple I, vinyl? I saw that one. I saw there's, like, a nightlight version. Oh, he's yeah! Just, he's just cranking. He's just banking on that one. It's great. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, I actually heard, if you look at the uh, box art, there's other, like, cute little and like drawings in there. And people are like, you need to make more. Like, make the, there's like a little, uh, you know, trash bag. And what else is in there? I think there's a little critter. Yeah, it's, there's it's like a one little of those critter. things that I can see you now just scrolling through Facebook. And it's going to be a sponsored ad just for the everyday Joe, Joe to now make a purchase for. Because he could probably easily sell five, ten thousand of those if he just did one of those sponsored ads on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, yeah. This, this I think, is definitely a release that has gone beyond our scene. I mean, there was a point, literally, like, I coworkers that know I'm into this and, you know, don't really follow the scene very closely were, like, knew about this toy. It's, a, it's, it's definitely the breakout hit of the year, if not toy of the year. Oh, my totally. gosh. They did one robot. They did a black and gold. I didn't even see that one. That one didn't appeal to me as much. It lost its 
it has a very classy, cool look, but it lost its cuteness. Yeah, I think maybe if the smiley face was gold, like the flame or something, it feels a little unfinished. It was still fun. What else? Oh, there was this, uh, I don't know if you all saw it, thinking about like things happened uh past couple of months. Did you all see that um, random app that became a thing? I feel like I saw everyone using it to post stuff. Um, let me see if I can find the name of the app. Um, raw, it's R-A-K-U-G-A-K-I-A-R, Rakugaki-A-R. But it's this app that you can use to scan things that you've like drawn or that are like printed and it'll animate them. It'll like pop them off the page and they'll dance around. Did you all see any of those? I have no idea what you're talking about, but that sounds kind of cool. Really? Okay. Let's see. Who's someone who did it? Um, I think Ziki. Ziki Woo on Instagram. Let me see. I think they were the first ones I saw using it. Let me double check. Ziki. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ziki Woo, Z I Q. Oh gosh, didn't someone tell us we're saying that wrong? Isn't it like Zichi? Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Jay. She gave us the prop, proper pronunciation. Oh, I'm sorry, it. Jay. I'm sorry, I'm going back to my American ways and saying Ziki. I'm gonna say Zichi and try to be better. But Z I Q I underscore W U on Instagram. I'm gonna send you all this video in uh, in our chat, but. Uh, it's a really weird app because like it doesn't really give you a lot of explanation for how to use it but if you were to find like a clean sketch you've done think like vector right like a an outlined type of art then you use this app it'll kind of highlight this the sketch or vector in pink and when you you can kind of click the screen and it'll pop it off the page and then they'll just start dancing around like they're real it's super fun I was actually um, uh, Valley Dweller. Jeremy, actually, he was sending it to me at the time. He was like, have you seen this? And I said, yes, I'm trying to play around with it right now. And he was playing with it. And we were trying to figure out how the app works. But everyone at the, at the time, there were all these people, I think it was mostly overseas, but posting all these fun little videos of their characters running around on the screen. I've never even heard of this or seen the app at all. It looks cool, though. Let me know when it's, it's cooler. Cause the one I'm looking at isn't that cool. Gary, well, let me find another one. You just just try it yourself. It's a free app. You just download it. I was going to say, you don't think if you had your character sitting there and popping up into little bunches <laughs> of them, you would like that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've been so watching the Listen, kids Grandpa, on the... It's no, fine. it's just I'm watching the kids on the, you know, on their Roblox and their kids' messengers, and they're turning themselves into rabbits and head on fire and this kids this, today with their roblox and their zichi boos no but that <laughs> no but this this just doesn't compare i've been spoiled by all the other really 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 good stuff that little elephant just ate a carrot come on yeah you can see, see I, I, i'm just watching one of it looks like a porcupine and he pops up that's all yeah i just sent another one i sent you so uh uh, uh two who create selfie did i'm telling you they were all over you, if you search the hashtag Rakugaru Gosh, the yeah, name of the that's app. that's a good thing to say. Yeah, and I know I'm butchering it, but if you search the hashtag for the app, like the name of the app, you can see other people using it. 
anyway, I thought it was fun. I actually was playing around with it, but you know, I don't, I didn't really have much, but I had some, um, Chris Reiniak was doing a, like a, what did he call it? God, I'm going to say it wrong. Like a scribble, scribble from inside club. He'd basically get on. Did you buy the app? It's 99 cents. I got it for free. Oh, it's 99 cents now. (gasps) They're charging for it now? I mean, for such an amazing application. They, They might not charge. Cash in. I I guess I got in, but maybe it was blowing up, and they decided to make it paid. I guess this is pretty cute. Now that I'm seeing more, it's pretty cute. Here he comes. Grandpa's coming around. <laughs> get off my lawn. Get on into it. Oh man, I was just looking. Oh, I was looking at Paka's page and their fun little. Uh, sorry, to Nathapong's page on Instagram is Paka7, P-A-K-K-A-7. And I was looking at his little Raku video, but it just reminded me of something that's in the works that I'm actually really excited about because it's like two things that I'm really into kind of be merged together. Did you all see the uh, Elfie and Greeny in raincoat stuff that he's working on? It's like taking stuff like the world of Animal Crossing and kind of merging with his characters. Oh, it's going to be so good. Have you all seen these? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Greeny and Elfie, rainy day. But he's basically taken all his different characters, Greeny, Elfie, Kiwi, and he's given them these adorable little raincoats. The one for Elfie is like a frog. He made a little clover umbrella. They're going to be flipping adorable. If you scroll through his feed, you can see different like sketch videos and uh, some prototypes of them in just like single color vinyl. Cool. The, the toy slash Animal Crossing lover in me squeed. This this will probably be, I know I've been on like a dry spell of buying, but I will, I, I definitely see myself picking up one of these when they finally release. I feel like I've seen like raincoats. Last year's theme was like space and space travel, and maybe this year is raincoats. I feel like I saw some other raincoat stuff this week too. I'm you know, I'm definitely you seeing know? some more toy, like toy within toy type stuff. The thing and things that I said was going to be a thing, and it is things and things. It's like it feels like it's hard to say on top of vinyl toys because there's always like this cool new treatment. A lot of the like treatment toys. Are becoming, you, know, you had marbled for a while, then it was like diamond glitter, then it was semi-transparent with glitter, now it's things and things, and then it's going to be raincoats, and it's, it's always you, kind of staying on top of that, that treatment trend. Yeah, you're not wrong, though, because there's a new Pop Mart blind box series uh, from Pucky, Pucky Balloon Babies, and in that series is a cute little raincoat wearing Pucky. And the, it's got a little cute duck head on it. Yeah. You know, speaking of raincoats, I'm looking through Instagram right now, and I just discovered one that looks like – it looks like a raindrop wearing a raincoat. I, have you guys seen this? It's called Tears. It's on the, the Toy Chronicles Instagram account. Oh, that's intriguing. That's almost like a ghost you Ghost think it's for people to listen to us send things on things and look <laughs> no that? no I don't this probably isn't a very interesting podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you think, everyone. Is it interesting to hear us send things to each other? <laughs> I think we, we got people for a week and they're turning off now. 
Uh, that Pierce thing is really cool, though. I like that piece. So people should look that up. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should go back to prep where we can actually know about this stuff a little bit before we talk on it. Nah, I like this better. <laughs> this with, is more real. Hang with us, people. <laughs> it's not that bad. Anyway. It's not so, that bad until so, you're throwing out those weird big names, Teresa. Yeah, that's when I start tuning out and fade out again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I kind of bled into League and Sneak a bit, mentioning these uh, adorable... Uh, rain-themed greeny nelfies. Do you want to segue into that? Do you all have any leaky sneakies to share? Uh, no. Gary, Gary, you were talking about things and things. Wasn't there something you saw recently that... Oh, they were called... Uh, they were these ghosts. What were they called? Um... It's, in, it's in the dock above my notes, Gary. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I was trying to help you and segue you, <laughs> you in and acting like I didn't know that you might want to mention it. We're smooth. We're letting go of all the <laughs> secrets. <laughs> but yes, there was this company. I don't know. Again, another company, Boombox. Not, I haven't heard of them before, but they had this vinyl release recently of what looks like ghosts with some friends inside of them. So on the outside, it's like a semi-transparent vinyl. It's shaped as a ghost. But on the inside is an opaque little vinyl character that's probably like their little friend or buddy just kind of chilling out inside of them. And they're called Uo Uo's, Uo Uo. Um, again, I don't know a whole lot about this company, but these were cool little vinyl figures that I like. I haven't picked them up yet because I made the mistake. This is something, word of advice to everyone, if you ever want to buy something, buy it yourself before you tell anybody else because I made the mistake of uh, – telling a couple of co-workers, sharing a link to it, and they bought them all up before I had a chance to buy them later that evening. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? It, it, I, I kind of feel like maybe some of this stuff, thinking about, like, the, the Yuki series that um, Pop Mart released, and they've done, I think, three at this point, but it's a similar kind of concept, right, of this sort of ghosty figure and uh, putting things inside of it, but it almost feels like that, has kind of spread, and I've seen more toys like that since then, including this one that you just talked about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's really cool. Fun. And another one, well, something I, think... I bought this week I could talk on. I, we were just talking about space travel was kind of like a big trend last year. I just bought some space. I think the series is actually called Space Travel by, I don't know if this is the company or the artist, but it's called, have you guys heard of Circus Boy Band? No. Okay, so it's um, every time I see their toys, they're really kind of quirky looking, very whimsical, and I've seen their stuff. I think they've done a few minifigure blind box series in the past, but this is the first one that really spoke to me. So I bought four of them this week, and they're all kind of space-themed. Like there's a little kid wearing a robot costume or a, a couple little astronaut characters. There's a rocket with like a face on it. Very cool little toys. But it's called, they're from Circus Boy Band, and I love the name of that company. Or artist, or whatever like the, it is. Those little space guys are cool. I just looked it up on uh, Instagram. Yeah, they're just quirky enough. They're not like, and they kind of lend themselves to being cute, but not cute. Like, they kind of ride that fine line. So, yeah, I picked up a few of them. They almost look like they'd be real, like, kids' toys, not, not like designer vinyl. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. Now that you say this, I remember the first series, um, blind box series by them. They're definitely up your alley because you also have like a vintage sort of feel to them. 
Yeah, they feel vintagey. I mean, obviously these are obviously. Oh, I think they're produced in Seoul, Seoul, Korea. So yeah, it's probably, yeah, they probably have a Korean really, artist. Like, very matte, like color scheme look to them. Like yeah, they look kind of neat. I like them. Yeah, the ducks are fun. I like the animal ones. So they have this space set, but they also have a bunch of animal themed ones that are super cute. Yeah, there's even a duck in that space set for some reason. <laughs> oh my god, there is. I wonder if he's got like a silver bill. That's bizarre. Yeah, I like these. It's cute. I probably not. I probably wouldn't buy it, but I, I definitely see the appeal in them. Yeah, I don't know if I would buy a ton of them, but I definitely want just a few for the collection. Yeah. Man, I'm going back. I, this boom, the toys you're mentioning, the ghosts with the little critters, and then going look at boombox toys. They make a lot of cute stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like when we were out or just laying low, I kind of got lost on things. I, I, it seems like there's been an influx of designers and companies and new toy lines that I'm just not familiar with. You know, it seemed like there wasn't a whole lot really going on, but there was. That's because everyone's well, not, out of work. Yeah. Well, well, not only that, but though, but like think thinking about that, Gary. I don't. I guess it's almost like it's become second nature now. But we've kind of got a bit spoiled. Like I, when I first started collecting getting stuff that was made overseas or knowing about all these just different niche artists and all these blind boxes that existed, you know, we just, we weren't really seeing it unless you found some way to go find some site to buy these things and ship them over. A lot of times it was just the whole world. We weren't, you know, our eyes weren't open to And now it's, you're like, it's constant. You look at strange cat and my plastic card and all these stores we here have on the U S and they're bringing in all this kind of stuff now. It's great. I know on the daily, it seems like they're getting all this new stuff. And for the most part, it's all international companies and artists. Like Western-wise, not a whole lot going on, it doesn't seem like. But international, man, tons of stuff going on. Yeah, and just the fact that it, you're right. Like there's so many – I've been trying to kind of bring myself back into Instagram and pay attention more and – you scroll through and it's like, ah, that's an artist I haven't heard of. That's an artist I haven't heard of. What company is this? And that's actually, that happened to me um, with discovering some new sculptors and mold makers and a new toy that I was like, oh my gosh, like, how did I not know this existed? Because of this that, this very reason. Someone, uh, Horrible Adorables actually posted a um, story of someone who was inspired by the custom show we did for familiar friends and was like, Hey, I want to take a stab. I just decided to make one. And it was really, really good. It was by, uh, what was this account? Uh, Connor Crea, C O N N underscore K R I H A on Instagram. Um, but they like, scrolling through their feed not only is this custom that's in progress awesome they're doing all this crazy sculpting stuff which then led me into this new toy by a company i'd never heard of called leftover toys have you all heard of them no nope they're making this adorable figure called this is waffle and it's like this stacked ice cream resin that reminds me so much of all the little resin critters I collect and it's flipping adorable. And I'm like, how they've been, they've released like six, seven different ones at this point, And I just now found them. What's the name of the company? Leftover toys. Kind of a cute name. 
cute? But it's just it's it's crazy. Like I think you're right. Like we've the there's I feel like I'm constantly discovering new sculptors, new creators, new companies oh, left and right. These that ice cream stack definitely something I could see you buying. Right? It's totally <laughs> me. I was like, let's sew Teresa. Oh my god, how did I not know about this? It's flipping adorable, and it is all because. It's just a spiral effect. And going back to Connor, I mean, the stuff on Connor's Instagram is awesome, too. All these different concepts and sculpts. And it does seem like 3D and ZBrush is really becoming a solid thing. Does that bother you, George? No. ZBrush is a great tool. Do you ZBrush? Have we talked about this? Yeah, we talked about it. He was doing some lessons. Yeah, I, I took some took some lessons, but no, I still have not gotten to the point where I can sit here and make things in it full time or anything. You can't use it anyways because you updated your computer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right now I can't use it. <laughs> I paid the eight hundred dollars to buy it, but my my yeah. stupid download no longer works. <laughs> Speaking of customs, last week Teresa, you were mentioning that there was a DTA. Uh, Canbot custom show, and I didn't realize it, but that's actually taking place today or last weekend at the time of this record. Have you guys yeah. have you guys seen any of the customs that people were doing for that show? I did. They uh, Claire emailed out their preview link, so I was taking a gander before we hopped on. You want to link to it? You want a gander as well? There let's, are some killer pieces. Let's, let's gander because I've only seen just a few from my Instagram. Nothing scroll. better than listening to people gander on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> People can gander with us. Send them all the links so they can all gander. <laughs> it's a big show. There's Josh. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Everyone's listening live. Send us the DM. We'll send you the link. Uh, do you need the link, though, George? Seriously? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I didn't sign up for the preview list for this one. So I really Gar- like this one that Ghost Fox Toys did, where like a ghost is actually coming out of the spray nozzle. That's really yeah. cool. Adorable. I love little details like that. Oh, it did. They did. I guess they opened up sales already because stuff's not marked as sold out. But anyway, I forward you the email so you can click the preview link. The Ghost Fox Toys, Gary. That one was great. I also love the little ghost detail and just how the, the theme they did. They definitely went like Halloween and how they turned the um, feet into tombstones was really cool. Um, but the one for me, the one that stood out is this one by Jared Circus Bear. It is so cool. He took the, do you know the Jurassic Park, um, barbersaw can and the little DNA guy that pops up in the, it's, so it's the barbersaw can as the cam bot. And then coming out of the sprayer is that DNA character. It's so good. And then on top of that. He made the Barbasol can open just like it does in the movie where he uses a can for the, like, you know, dinosaur syringes or whatever. So you can pop the head off and inside of it, under it, is that, like, little uh, detail like it was in the movie. That sounds cool. I I wish I could see it, but you know what? I'm stuck on this cluttered captcha screen for the website. Yeah, yeah. If you, I'm gonna, if you click it from the email, it works, Gary. Yeah, I'm, I kind of hate these captcha things where it tells you to 
select on all the crosswalks or on all the stoplights in the images. Yeah, I hate that stuff. Yeah, I fail them every time. Like this one's telling me select on all the cars, but I think I accidentally selected on a pickup truck, which I guess doesn't count. And then it said pick all the trucks, and I guess a dump truck's not a truck. (laughs) It's just so stupid. I fail these all day long. I'm terrible at them. I overthink it. Yeah, that's a cute custom. I six hundred fifty bucks is crazy, but that's just for me. I just think the concept is really cool. Why is yeah, everything nice. sold out? So uh, people love Canbots. No, but the show hasn't even opened yet. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you a little collector info, Mister Old Man. So anytime Clutter does shows, if you sign up for their preview list, which if you all haven't, you should, they'll send out an email. And what they do is the day of a show, they will open purchasing at 2 p.m. that day to anyone who got the preview list. And it's a first come, first serve. So they actually start sales prior to the opening event. Which means if you ever really want something, you got to get on that preview list so that you can snag a piece you want. Do we like that? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. A a real collector is going to hunt down the thing they want. Yeah. As someone who's sitting here in Louisville, Kentucky, away from everything going on, I love that. (laughs) What do you mean to be one of the first 10 people in and then they would let the next 10 people in later? Like, it's not, especially now, like, there's no way to get, you'd have to do the preview thing. No, I agree, but I kind of miss the days of actually having to go to the gallery on opening night. Like, that was your advantage of being able to fly in and go to that gallery. People would line up outside the gallery. They would get in. They would buy it. And then remaining stock would then be offered, like, after yeah. the event. Grandpa Ham weighs in again. Come on! I'm old school! I mean, every, every gallery does it different. So the, the Whoop Bear show that we did for Familiar Friends was more like that, Gary. So they had the opening night which was everything was for sale and available to those people who could attend. And then the online sale opened up later. I think Martian toys uh, with mothership gallery might do a similar model where those who can go in person get first dibs. But again, as a uh, remote collector, I'm not complaining. No, this is fantastic. And I'm glad that the pieces are selling for both the artists and the gallery. But now it's like, if tonight's opening night, like, why would you bother driving two hours to the gallery now? Like, to see people and, and and interact and mingle and hang out. Okay. Old man ham. Well, back to if you can ever get the list to load and, and other pieces in the show. But um, Tad Salesman also did uh, a really fun stackable one. His was fun. I like that. In his signature style and... I don't know what else, George. Do you? Uh, is there any that speak to you? Uh, I, you know, this. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so they mentioned this is the DTA show. Did they make any mention? Has anyone questioned it in the in the comments of any threads? Have you seen Clutter respond to this being a DTA custom show, but there's no DTA event actually happening thus far this year? Have you seen? Anything maybe in the comments or anything? Well, I mean, it says all proceeds will go to the DTA. So maybe this is like oh, okay. raising money to throw the event or something. Like, I don't know. 
So that makes sense because I would think that prior to this, the Five Points Fest VIP pass was what kind of helped pay for the venue and the making of the trophies and all that sort of stuff. So maybe with this DTA custom event, maybe if the sales goes well, maybe we will see a Designer Toy Awards ceremony held before, maybe virtually before the end of the year. Because it would be really strange for us to get into 2021 and still be giving awards to toys that were made in 2019. Like, if we get to 2021, like maybe we just skip the 2019 stuff. Yeah, you can't go. To, you can't bring them into the next year. You just gotta skip it. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I hope they, even if they can't throw like a huge shindig or anything, um, it's still, it's still be, be cool. Thing. I mean, most people yeah. only see it online anyway. Yeah, I hope they still find a way to to do it and hand out how awards. Would, how would you feel if they did just decide to do it virtually and? Maybe hand out the awards at a later date. Would you? They, be... should, they should just hand out the award virtually. Like, just do it. Just film a video of them, like telling, reading the names. Like, have do a little thing. Like, you know, they were recording those videos. Just do a little video in your shop and give away the, you know, give away the trophies. Just like they were, like, like you would do it live, but you're doing it in your own shop. Yeah, like they could they could do the same thing they've done before where they have different people present different categories, but they just record it and send a video in. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be totally fine. And then they, you could have like video of them reading it or like they could have the toy there as they as they say who wins the thing. I don't know. There's tons of things you could do. I'd rather them do it that than skip it for sure. What if the awards aren't made? Unless, would you be okay if they did that but then never handed out actual trophies? No, like just give like a virtual reward. No, you got to make the trophy too, and then just mail it to everybody. Half of them get mailed anyway. Like, That's true. I was just saying, it, like, like the fifty fun- people, fifty people at the event in New York. Like, come on, like, or maybe a hundred. Like, that's compared to like how many people are just looking at it online anyway. You might as well just do it online. Yeah, I was just saying it can't be cheap to make those trophies, and I think that's one reason Clutter might have shot themselves in the foot because they made such an awesome trophy that they kind of change up every year. Like it can't be very affordable to make those and very small runs every single year. I wouldn't mind seeing that trophy scale down a little too. It doesn't have to be as like enormous and elaborate as it is. Yeah. So between the cost of that and then to ship it internationally or, you know, how fragile the, the, uh, the antlers are at times, like it can't be cheap. So maybe that's, what's kind of holding up the whole awards as well as like, they know that the winners are definitely going to want a trophy as well. They're not going to be okay with just having the merit of the, you know, being nominated or making the finalist list or even winning. No, the trophy is the best part. Yeah, they got to do that. They're going to do it. But Gary, I'm going to ask, and I don't know if you can comment on it, but aren't you a panel member? Yeah, so I am part of the judging committee that judges after the small list of finalists. But there is a separate committee that takes all the nominations and narrows those down to the smallest of finalists. Okay, so there's an initial panel and then there's the secondary panel that once they've narrowed and said, here are our finalists, you pick from them what you think what you think should win? Exactly, yeah. We, we select from that list they put together. Yep. And you have not gotten to that point? No, my role in all this wouldn't take okay. place until after the committee decides the smallest of finalists. So, yeah, I haven't heard anything. Not sure. Okay. Well, hopefully it's still happening. We still got a few months in the year. Yeah, there's some time left. They can make it happen, maybe. I don't know. We want it, Clutter. 
they've done it shorter than that before, so. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, we totally skipped you, both of you doing Lace and Snake Peaks, George. Did you have one? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, yeah, I guess I can help promote a Kickstarter or something, right? Um, there's a Kickstarter by a guy named Jeff Maxfield. Uh, he's done one before. He did a, a Sofubi piece, um, and now he's bringing a smaller version of his Sofubi to life. They're called Neo Fighters. Um, these were guys that he initially had submitted actually for OMFG years ago um, that didn't make it into that series, but he's now taking it up to the next level and doing it himself in Sofubi. Um, they're very small, little little sets of dudes. You get, I think, a full set for 36 bucks for three figures. Um, seems like a pretty nice thing. Is Sculpting isn't to the, to the level that I would want it to be for me personally, but I back it because I like the I like to see this stuff get made, um, and if you like little monsters and little Sofubi stuff, it might be for you. Nice. This is this is Jeff, a fellow Martianite. The he made the um that wrestler, uh, Jesus. Yeah, like yes. King Liger or something like that. Yes. Was there you go, King Liger. Oh, okay, you know him, Gary. Yeah, he did, yeah, he also did the voiceover work for uh, one of our game shows we did a long time ago. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. And I like seeing his stuff get made. And I'm in. I'm in for a purple set. These are fun. I always like Chibi, so instantly. Oh, and they are. He shows them um, that compared to like some VAG and the Stroll, and they're they're little two inch cuties. They're not quite Teresa cute, but they're. Uh, no, but they, you're right there, right in line with the OMFG type of toys. Yeah, they're perfect. Sure. They're, they're cool. I, I hope it goes through. Cool. Teresa, you, you have one? I mean, I kind of sort of did one, but I do have a, another thing I could bring up. Um, do you all know Odd Fauna? Yes. He is a fantastic sculptor, so... Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show, and shame on us if we haven't. Um, she makes, um, she does a lot of both like print and watercolor and painting type work, but she also does a lot of uh, sculpts. And she is actually in process of making a game with her husband using her sculptures. So um, if you check out both, if you go to Odd Fauna on Instagram, you can kind of scroll through and find it and go to her husband's account for uh, Cliff Mitchell. Um, but you can kind of go see, they've been showing some leaks and sneaks of this game being made. And it's actually really cool. Um, they're taking her sculptures and scanning them and making them digital and using them in the game. Um, and so the concept is, uh, I can't tell if they're calling it Secret of the Terra Beast or Odd Fauna Odyssey. Um, but it sounds like she's worked on this. There's this sculpt on her page called the Terra Beast, and it is insane. It's this crazy detailed, large piece. Uh, it's a character with all this fauna and flora on its back, kind of growing out of it. And I think the concept is the Terra Beast is the world that all the other characters live on. And that's the, you'll be playing the game on top of the Terra Beast and running around with all her different sculpted characters. Um, but I don't know if I've ever seen 
you know, I know that like, uh, you know, Horrible Adorables was doing Ballyhoo with the card game. But as far as, uh, you know, and we've seen um, like different apps like Super Plastic did you know, some app releases related to their toys. But I don't know if I've ever seen anyone make a game before using stuff from our scene. Not that I can I, recall, George. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> George is can back. I, <laughs> can I say, George, ever since I learned that you actually hold a physical microphone on the show, every time you talk, I'm like picturing you sitting there. Uh, well, that, I, I, actually, I do have a microphone holder. I don't always hold it. Last week, I just... I took it off the holder and was holding it, but this week it's on the desk. I just, I love it. So sorry, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously just picturing. I just feel like I want like a legit microphone. Like some people will have. Like, I'm just using my phone on speaker. Some people have headsets, but no, you George Gaspar have a <laughs> legit old school microphone. It's amazing. <laughs> no. I, it, <laughs> Well, you weren't listening to me, so whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I heard it. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to think about that. I don't want to say no, and then everyone's like, you idiot, you did it. Wasn't, wasn't um, Beastly's Leslie Leving supposed to be doing something with Bad Robot? Is that a movie, not a game? Whatever happened to that thing? Yeah, whatever did happen. That was mentioned several years ago. They are supposed to make a feature film on Beastly's, and I think Mattel was going to be making the toys. You know, these things get mentioned in uh, Vanity Fair all the time, and then they never come to fruition. Not Vanity Fair. Um, <laughs> Vanity Fair. <laughs> all the movies of Vanity Fair. <laughs> uh, variety. They get mentioned in Variety, and then they, you know, just never follow through. I'm sure the failure of the Ugly Dolls movie didn't help anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw those toys at the dollar store. Man, yeah. oh, man. But anyway, I just, I, I, this is the first time, at least for me, that I've seen anyone try to take kind of their art world and make sort of an indie game out of it. I think it's really cool. And all of her other stuff is awesome. She's been doing a lot of micro runs of these cute little sculpts. So I love her stuff. It's so good. Nice. You know what I love? I love our sponsors. We got three great stores for you. So if you ever feel the need, the need to buy toys, head on over to strangecattoys.com. Load up that cart. Be sure to use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. Otherwise, you can go to myplasticheart.com. If you happen to live in the States and spend $75 or more, use promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free domestic shipping on that order. Or you can go to 3DRetro.com and uh, do all your shopping there. And check out 3D Retro on Instagram. They're now doing a lot of these uh, pop-up, pop live events. And uh, you can partake in those and those are pretty cool and fun. Otherwise, to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow Spanky Stokes and The Toy Chronicle. You know, since we mentioned Ghost Fox Toys earlier, we should probably mention an event they're going to be hosting during the month of October on Instagram via their Instagram account, but it's called The Curse of the 31 Customs. So if you're a customizer and you love Halloween, uh, this sounds like the perfect event for you. So just follow Ghost Fox Toys on Instagram. They provide an entire list of themes for you to work on all month long. Um, They're giving you plenty of advance notice to get a jump start on this. And um, if you're familiar with, say, like, Mab Gray's Draw um, Halloween is very much like that, but for customizers. So, yeah, this sounds like a cool event, and uh, have fun with it. 
I saw that. She actually, uh, Michelle tagged me and was like, you could do a custom. And I was like, oh, my God, the pressure is on. <laughs> I don't think I could do a custom a day. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure you have some more personal time off you can take off of work and knock out a custom for them. I could try. I, I could try. Well, they do a custom it, a day? Is that what it is? Oh, no. I mean, maybe they do. They're they're freaking custom beasts. They could probably do that. But no, I don't think they expect anyone else to do it on the daily. That's why they provided the the list of themes you know, far in advance. So you can look at that and just pick one just to do. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, and they're actually calling it 31 Days of Cursed Customs and Drawings. So they want it to be a prompt for both customs or drawings. So it's not just customs which i think helps oh, wait, it, is, it is just customs though it's not like just random drawings they're still asking people to if you don't have time to actually make a custom still you can still like download i think they have a template of a bunch of different platforms within the designer toy scene and you can just draw your uh, the custom instead so it's not just random drawings and i think they're also going to be doing prizes for this event as well so be sure to follow ghost fox toys for all that info but while we're talking uh, some Halloween stuff, did you guys happen to see the Tara McPherson um, George's Halloween that Martian Toys did? Oh, good. I wanted to bring this up. I'm glad you're doing it. That dropped this week, and that looks pretty cool. George, that, piece, that piece looks so good. Yeah. But did you see that price point? Woo! Oh, how much is it? I didn't see the price. Like 250 bucks. Yeah. That's not terrible. Oh, jeez. I'm not buying Yeah, it was pretty big from what I remember. I don't remember the actual size, but... I think it was like 10 inches just for the kid. From yeah. the So it's a bust, but it's just that. And then it's like, so overall, it's like 12 inches tall or something like that. Because those little the little ghosts are like 4 inches also. So it's, I mean, it's huge. It's well worth the price. Don't get me wrong, but I don't buy toys like that. I I remember seeing the prototypes and to see the final finished painted piece. It is really well done. Yeah, it looks it looks incredible. It's really nice. I just, whew. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is spendy. I'll give it that. I mean, but two hundred fifty price point. But look at all the all that vinyl that you're getting. That's a big piece, and not to mention just how beautifully executed it is. I mean, that's a true art piece. So if you're a fan of Tara McPherson, this is probably a must have for your collection. It's I love Halloween. I love Tara McPherson, but I just I don't know, at that price point, plus that size isn't something that I would probably normally collect. I've thought about it, but I'm probably gonna sit this one out and which means I'm gonna miss out on it because I'm sure this is gonna sell out, if not, you know, immediately, just slowly over time because it, it is that good. Oh yeah, it's a piece of art. Like it's a nice it's definitely a nice piece. It looks well made. It looks it looks good. I just, yeah, like you said, it's just not for my not for my price range. Did did I miss it? Did you say how many are being made? It was like 199 or something. Some weird number. It was like 299 or something. It was some strange number I saw for some reason. Oh, you're right. 299. <laughs> now, if it was just 299 pieces and that was the end of the run, that price point would be an amazing price point, but we know this is the designer toy scene, right? So we always know there's going to be at least a few more colorways coming out of that thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that definitely happens. I'm sure there's a glow in dark, a glow in the dark version, or do the ghost current and glow? Ooh, like a clear glow ghost would be awesome. I, I, do, yeah, I don't know. I do like that they align the timing, the release timing with Halloween season. I think it's fun when when things line up like that. 
it wouldn't be as fun to see this release in like March. Right. And that's great that they did it in enough time for it to still ship and get in people's homes so they can have it displayed all Halloween. So Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the nice things I did like about some of the some of the exclusives been made at 3D Retro for like uh for Decon, where it's like these limited pieces that were I think they what was it, Jurassic Park like two years ago or last year or something like that. And he does these limited pieces and they're a little bit more expensive, but that's it. There's no other colorway. They were just like, it was this one release, you know, a couple hundred pieces and you're out. Hmm. I like that. When it's like a, when it's a limited thing, like, yeah, it's worth paying. Like you said, it's worth paying a little more. If like, that's it. Like you gotta, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this whole run. It's just one little time. And, Good point, because I mean, I will say there are, I mean, there's something to being able to kind of own a thing. And there's been times where I, I, I really want something and I snag it and then it ends up like down the road. I'm like, oh man, they made a lot of these. Like, do I still feel that same love? It's not as special now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, it's still a great toy, but it's like, oh, I kind of lost a little bit of that like specialness to it because there are like things that I've kind of as I've been real analyzing my collection lately and kind of trying to figure out where I want to go from here the things that I'm finding that I, I love more are the like 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 the commission I got from horrible door was on my wall I'm like I love this freaking thing and like I'm the only one who has it and I'm really glad I have it so good point George you think that'll ever happen you think people ever go back to just one not counting customs right but produce pieces just making the thing and moving on I don't know if it'll. It's happen. tough to do because you have to you have to raise the price substantially. But if you have the right artist, you could do it. Yeah, you could do it. Like we did that with um, the toy totems totem that we did with all the stores. It's basically a vinyl totem stack, but each totem piece was a mascot of say Spanky Stokes or Dragatomi or Rota Fuji, and um, but we only did one colorway of that, and I think we only did three hundred pieces. But the production cost of that was 40, I think it was like $44. Like uh, that was our cost. And so we priced up at $75, which it didn't exactly work out. So it's like, we only, yeah, we only made the one colorway, but because we did small number, higher price, and then they, they didn't exactly move very well because of that. So you're almost better off making more and selling for less. Yeah, it's a tricky game. You definitely have to have the right, has to be the right, piece by the right artist who has a fan base that's willing to do it you know yeah but it's also like on the flip side balancing how many you make because you can cause burnout on a toy if you overproduce it oh yeah for sure like uh, if there was you know if you would have made you know 100 pieces of that thing you probably would have blown out blown out through it george we're talking about the canceled events so basically we're talking about the canceled conventions but um, are the licensing conventions being canceled? Uh, is Toy Fair being canceled? Have you heard anything on that? Uh, well, licensing show was canceled this year. Yes, that okay. happened. Um, and then they've already announced next year for February that uh, Toy Fair is canceled, canceled, which is the first time in the yeah the first time in history it's been canceled. And that show's been going for like I don't know 50, 50 years or something like that. It's crazy. So straight up canceled, not postponed to be maybe later yeah. in the year said it was canceled they said the february show is canceled they now they have toy fair a couple different times throughout the year in different locations but the 
the main one is in February in New York. It's always around Valentine's Day, and it's always in New York. And wow. that that show is canceled. Yeah, that's the big that's the big show for the you know for the mass market toy industry, and it's it's crazy. Wow. Wow. What's mean? I mean, that's you're right. I follow it because I like seeing what comes out of it. How are, I feel like that's the show where you get a glimpse into everything that's going to come the next the, that year. Mm-hmm. So, how are companies going to approach that? Are they just gonna just do it on their own, announce it? I, I don't know. It's going to be changing things up for sure. I don't know if that's. Maybe the people will have to just wait till the next one because you know, like I said, it happens a couple times. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's weird though because that's where a lot of the you know stores and retailers and vendors and that's where all the hobnobbing and network happens between companies and vendors and stores. Like they have to somehow be doing that virtually. Maybe it's no longer a a public event where everyone gathers at say the the Javits Center there, but. They, they got to be hosting that in some other way where people can still work together and plan right. stuff together. Like, it has to be going on somehow. I mean, yeah. all that networking like out show, so. Licensing show has been doing a lot of virtual things, like a lot of virtual, you know, like uh, panels and things like that throughout the year now that, you know, when they were canceled. So maybe they'll, maybe Toy Fair will do something. I don't know. It's uh, tough. That's nuts. So anything else we want to talk about? Anything in your notes that we didn't cover, Teresa? <laughs> I think we covered it. We'll save the uh, collection reflection for uh-huh. next time. You didn't bring up the Pink Panther gun when we were talking about toys and things. Did you want to bring that up? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is a thing and thing. Uh, and, well, it's just, you know, we were talking about like the hype beast kind of stuff and uh, that choosy gun, right, is a popular thing. But I've just learned I'm a noob. Like I'm a, a hype beast noob. I can't follow it. But you're right. They had a um, there was a, a thing and thing release even on the choosy side in the hype beast world. They did a clear gun and they had Pink Panther inside of it. It's actually really cool. So the shape of the gun, right? Pink Panther's like slithered inside of the the shell, holding a gun of itself. So it's almost like your gun inside of it is Pink Panther with a smaller little gun shooting out of it. It's actually um, really cool. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a very cool piece. The sculpt of him, like the fluid shape of him, and just now thinking about the fact that you just think about any objects that are solid and the concept of a thing being inside of it. That would be a really cool theme to explore just for toys in general. We've seen a lot of skeletons, right? Like uh, like clear shells with, you know, plush guts, right? The plush guts released by Kid Robot with a plush inside. Or we've seen a lot of skeleton stuff. But it'd be really fun to see a play of the thing on things where instead of it just being, you know, object like filled with puff balls, um, to like envision the types of things that could be living inside of another thing like that. Especially like an inanimate object, like a gun. So, what makes that Pink Panther a shoe? <laughs> like it's, it's supposed to be a shoe Uzi, right? Shoesy. Uh, again, George. He's not I even wearing up. shoes. The Pink Panther doesn't even have shoes on. Are we, we going to overanalyze this now? No, I can't follow. You brought it up. It's a dumb <laughs> name. Shoe related. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just an Uzi with a Pink Panther in it. Did, <laughs> did, did the Pink Panther ever use an Uzi? 
Like, that's gangster. I, yeah, what does that I do with shoes? <laughs> Again, the world of Hypebeast toys. There was a release. It was like a basketball with a smiley face on it. And literally, I was like, it's like Wilson from Castaway. But, like, I don't know, like, who made that. Like, it's probably some really famous thing. And someone's, like, really upset at me for calling it just a basketball with a face. It's super cute. But, like, I just... It's just a whole part of the scene that I'm just not in. <laughs> like these, the shoe is, do you remember? Like literally on air is when I realized why it was called shoesy because it was a shoesy. <laughs> like that's how, that's how over my head this hypey stuff goes. Like I just can't. I think that's where we end it. <laughs> we end and that's all. Out. Before we end it, I, last week we were talking about how we gave away a gift card for the CanBot prediction pool, and we thought a cool way to help support our sponsors would be to reach out to our sponsors and have them give us $10 gift cards, <laughs> which I don't know how that's supporting them, but they were willing to do this for us. So every episode, what we're going to do is offer up a $10 gift card to one of our sponsor stores. Uh, to our listeners. So to do this, I think the best way for our listeners to win this would be to do it over our Instagram posts. So go to the Marsham Toy Hour Instagram and in the comments for this week's episode, leave an answer to this question. George, come up with a question. What was your favorite shoe growing up? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome! The kangaroo, the kangaroos with a little Velcro pouch I could put one lunch ticket in. Exactly. That's the one I was thinking in my head when I thought of it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What? When we were growing up, back in the early 80s, there was a brand of shoe called the kangaroo. And it had a little side pouch with a Velcro flap. And that was basically, you couldn't really put much in there except for maybe a quarter or a couple coins. But almost every kid in school that had them, we would have these tear off like raffle tickets that you would use to get your lunch at the school. So you would just go and get your little run of raffle tickets. And then each week your mom would tear it off and put it inside our pouch of our kangaroo shoes. Oh my gosh. They were the worst because... You really couldn't even get your finger in the pocket if your shoe was on. So you had to take your shoe off to open the pocket even to get your stupid quarter out. Or your folded dollar that was all folded down into a bunch. It wasn't the best execution, but for some reason when I was a kid, that just seemed like the coolest thing. I think they were called right? So are we really going with that as our question? And you all wonder why shoes don't have pouches these days. I was thinking of the ones with the little pump on it. Oh, man. Sorry about Bailey. There's a squirrel outside. Oh, Bailey hates shoes. <laughs> we had the little pump on the tongue and it would tighten around your foot. Yes, or Heelys. So is that the question we want to go with? Your favorite shoe when you were a kid? We got a lot of sneakerheads, at least in this show. Okay. Don't say anything other than that. Just say, leave a comment saying that. We will then randomly draw a person from the comments. And then on the next episode, we'll tell you who won a $10 gift certificate and to which store sponsor. And you have to use the hashtag Grandpa Ham (laughs) after your answer. (laughs) Yes! Hashtag Grandpa Ham. Grandpa Ham. This is amazing. I'm I'm not that old, guys. You certainly sound like it. <laughs> There's people.
people out there that agree with me. They might not want to admit it, but they're on my side. They're all over 50. <laughs> Didn't you miss us, Gary? <laughs> no. Can we go on another six-month break? <laughs> nope. See you next week. All right. So why don't each of you guys take a brief break and let our listeners know where they can find you. Teresa, go first. Brief break. Um, if you all want to find me, check me out on Instagram, tmhawk24. George. And I'm at Double G Toys on Instagram. And I'm Gary Ham. Uh, Gary Ham on Instagram, superham.com. You've been listening to the Marsham Toy Hour. We're going to try to do this every week, not because we have to. Because we want to. Gary wants to. Oh, I saw my brother left a comment on Instagram saying something like, Your new outro is not because you want to, or not because we have to, but because we're still paying the hosting fees. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. <laughs> All right, guys. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye.